Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And uh, welcome to our second hour. And uh, we reached something here. It's called my radio log. Forgot to get it. I do a better job when I have a an active log in front of me, you think? So we are here to answer your lawn and garden questions, and I hope you will pick up the phone and give me a call. We have one line open right now. The phones have gotten very, very busy in the last uh, 45 minutes, so thank you very much for that. The uh, number is 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Four, three. Normally, I'd ask, uh, I'd answer my most asked question right now. I guess I will. I'll just tell you quickly, if you have Bermuda grass and it has suddenly turned brown overnight, you need to look for armyworms. They are very common right now in North Texas. They eat only the blades of the grass. They won't kill it. What I would do is take this opportunity to uh, fertilize your lawn. If it's been more than a month or six weeks since last you did, uh, with a good lawn fertilizer, and uh, then water it, and it will green back up again very, very quickly. But that's uh, probably what you have had happen to you, army worms. You probably will see them out there if you go look closely. And uh, so, anyway, they're not much of a problem for our lawns, but farmers are in terrible shape if they're growing, for example, Bermuda grass to make hay, or if they have other forage crops or other crops in their field where losing all the leaves would be detrimental to their crops. They're really worried about them, but that's army worms. Let me uh, do an ad, and then we'll come right back to Mark and Linda. Uh, Mueller. At Mueller, they believe in value. You bet they do. Their value plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant. They come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. They understand that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. Decades after can be said because they've been around 90 years. Nine zero, that's a long time. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller at 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That's 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. Mueller means value. Hi, I'm Dee from Justin Ace Hardware in Justin. Visit us in the Garden Center. We've got everything from abelia to ZZ plants. Come see us for reliable local help. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Dee, very, very much. Great uh, uh, people, these Ace Hardware people. And I hope that you will let them know when you go into an Ace Hardware store, thank them for sponsoring my program. In fact, thank all of my advertisers because they make it happen. But most especially uh, the, uh, the overall sponsors of the show. Go in and ask for the manager or the assistant manager and say, hey, I heard, heard your ads on Neil's program. And uh, thank you for sponsoring it. That would really mean a lot to them and to me. Let's go to Mark and Coppell. Mark, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. How can I help you? Oh, hello. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yes, sir. Um, I'll, I'll try to be kind of succinct. Uh, Indian Hawthorns died. Uh, I've got a two-story house. And I'm looking to replace them. Uh, they get western, so, well, no eastern sun at all. There's a wall of bushes behind them. I got like a three foot and a half, maybe four foot stretch, maybe 20 foot long. They get a lot of shady in the afternoon. Established St. Augustine can live there. I was looking to put replace the Indian Hawthorns with something with color, be it a bush or a, a plant that comes back every year. 
So I was looking for advice. Okay. Uh, When you say a a plant that comes back every year, that means that you're talking about a perennial. And the problem with a perennial is that uh, perennials that we have will, uh, will bloom for two or three weeks and then not be terribly attractive the rest of the year or... Uh, they're going to die to the ground for five months during the winter time, or you know, they just they're, that's not going to work if it if it's taking the place of what was a shrub. And so, I think you're better off, or at least my advice would be to use uh, an evergreen shrub to replace an evergreen shrub. And if you want color in that area, if if the evergreen shrub doesn't provide the color, then maybe uh, leave some spaces where you uh, can position some decorative pots uh, I use large terracotta pots just plain pots I don't want to I don't want to have some big flamboyant uh, uh, pot sitting there but I'll I'll fill that with color with co- if it's uh, in the shade well, I have probably 30 large and I'm talking about 22 24 inch diameter pots that are currently filled with dragon wing begonias and some other large leaf begonias and uh, I have other plants of that sort, but uh, we have mostly shade where, where I have our plants. In fact, I'd say almost all shade. I, ha- I just bought some split-leaf philodendrons that I will put in the greenhouse over the winter. I was visiting a greenhouse grower friend of mine, and he had a few left over, and I said, well, I'll buy those from you, and uh, they'll, they'll be beautiful. It's a dwarf form of philodendron siloam. It will never get huge, okay. but they have they have nice texture, and so I use texture and color in the shade. Um, that that's what okay, I would recommend. Me, hmm? Okay, so I, I had two rows of bushes. One's evergreen, and it's going to be there, kind of like a wall by the house. The row in front of it was uh, the Indian hawthorn, which passed away. So there's like a three-and-a-half, four-foot gap in front of the evergreen plants that are going to be there as a backdrop to cover during the, the winter kind of thing. So I was okay. looking to see what plants in front of it. All right. What, what I have used, uh, now I made this change many years ago because my Indian hawthorns had uh, some, some fungal leaf spots, and so I bailed on them a long time ago, but... But I have used dwarf hollies. I've used Carissa holly, dwarf Chinese holly, dwarf Yopon holly, and where I wanted something a little bit taller, dwarf Burford holly. I just bought some more hollies this week. Nurseries are beginning to get them back in again. And, Mark, that was the very first group of plants to sell out this spring because those plants came through the winter cold spell better than any other plant in, in Texas landscapes. And so when people went out, and, and this meant landscape contractors, landscapers, when they went out to buy replacement plants, that's where they hit it first. Man, I want that rock star plant that, that survived the cold. They bought the dwarf hollies, the four that I mentioned. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Same question, only for direct western sun. The same group like of plants I might I might. I might take out Carissa if it's reflected sun. If it's up against a, a white wall, I would take out Carissa holly. But the same three would uh, would fit in and uh, would be fine. And, and there are people who will say, "Well, what about dwarf abelias? Or what about uh, what about dwarf nandinas? Or what about some of the other plants?" And they're fine. But I wouldn't do a major uh, part of my landscape using those uh, uh, in in quantity. I would use some. But I, for a for a major part, the backbone of my landscape, the ones I gave you are the best. Okay, uh, that's very helpful. The other All right, question... good deal. Oh, okay. Well, I've, I have a full bank of phones. Go ahead. It make okay. it really quick if you would. R- really fast. How should I prep the the ground before I plant them? Well, I assume the Indian hawthorns are gone. Correct. Yes, sir. All right, what I do when I'm doing uh, a new shrub bed is I will rototill with a, a rear tine rototiller. I, I have one, I bought one, and I take really good care of it because they're kind of expensive, but you can also rent them uh, where the tines are behind the wheels. They do the best job of, of pulverizing the soil. And if I'm going to plant shrubs, they're going to be in that soil for a long time, 
and so I don't feel like I have to do the same level of, of bed preparation I would for annual flowers. But uh, I would mix in a, some pine bark mulch and compost and rototill down about oh, probably six or eight inches and, and rake it, and I'd be ready to plant. Simple as that. Just be very careful of any sprinkler heads or uh, any water lines or anything like that. i got to run. I appreciate your call, Mark, very, very much. Uh, let me see. Um, Linda, let me get my break out of the way so I don't completely ruin my, my radio log for this hour. I want to help you with your red yuccas. Uh, they... Yeah, I, I have some very strong opinions about red yuccas, and I, and they're good opinions. They're they're good plants. And I want to talk to you about them. Uh, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, your go-to garden reference. I've told you enough about the book, and I assume that you've heard it several times. Um, I chose not to put it in stores on purpose. Um, I just uh, wanted to self-publish it so I can make all the decisions about the book. I hired a wonderful editor who I knew would stand up to me and be honest with me. If something was not said in a coherent way, she would tell me that. And, uh, and, and she's an avid gardener. Uh, she questioned some of the plants that I had in and, and suggested some others. And it just was a wonderful uh, team effort. And that's Carolyn Skye. And Cindy Smith is, is a fabulous graphic designer. So we three designed this book, and uh, then I, I found Clear Visions in San Antonio. My, my friend, dear friend, the late Colin Flood, found it for us. Texas-based printing company and Universal Bookbindery, the only bookbindery of its kind in Texas, in San Antonio. And, and that's, the, that's who did the book, all of us. And so I'm happy to hand it to you and say this is the best work of my career. Eleven chapters that cover every aspect of lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables for your landscape. It has that that 48-page calendar, a written calendar of when you do everything in your landscape and gardening. Talking earlier about when to plant bulbs, it's all in here. Month by month, which bulbs get planted in which month, etc. So that's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. Not in stores, not on Amazon. That was my choice because I wanted to sign every copy. I'll sign yours, $36.95 plus tax and postage. If it had been through a publishing house, if it had gone through distributors, if it had gone to stores, this book would be $55 or $60. It's $36.95, and uh, in, in, instead of being in a store, it's in my garage. That's where I'll sign it for you. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed. 800 752 Grow. Call Monday through Friday. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. When the people at Advanced Foundation Repair called to say they wanted me to do ads for their company, I told them I'd need references, people for whom they'd done work. I spent several weeks checking them all out, and the reviews were just fabulous. That was more than 20 years ago, and people are still thanking me for referring them to these leaders in the foundation repair industry. Affordable, innovative, honest, punctual, it's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex, turning landscape dreams into reality. With 20 22 acres, WizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. All right, thank you, sir. Let me, and that's uh, Stuby, and I thank him for that. And Whiskey Stone, great place to visit. 
Monday through Saturday. Let me tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited. I was in our uh, McKinney store yesterday getting some seed, and uh, they are they are just all abuzz about the hummingbirds. The hummingbirds are coming back through town. They're heading south before long, and uh, Pastor Tommy Brummett, my bird guy, and our pastor, who is on with me every Saturday about 2.45, most Saturdays. He'll be on in about half an hour. And he was commenting that he is seeing a lot more and more and more hummingbird activity. And uh, so, anyway, not to drag him into the Wild Birds ad, but but it, it meshes up beautifully. At Wild Birds Unlimited, they have some of those uh, the most wonderful uh, high-perch hummingbird feeders. Three of their stores joined together to uh, sponsor this broadcast and my WBAP broadcast. You really need to get involved with Wild Birds Unlimited. They are just great people. The enthusiasm they have for birds and birding, the enthusiasm and knowledge they have for the whole hobby, it's just unequaled. They're great people, and each of these three stores has that enthusiasm and has that knowledge. In Dallas at 5715 West Lovers Lane, right next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, you know where that is. This is just west of the Dallas North Tollway on Lovers Lane. Uh, the East Dallas store is Ron's, and Ron's been there for 18 years, something like that. 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, the northwest corner of Abrams, and in McKinney, Bertie's store at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And she's been there about four or five years. It's been voted the store of the year twice. So these are just great people with a wonderful hobby. It's Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together. If you want to learn more about Wild Birds Unlimited, it's wbu.com slash dfw. And remember, it's the Dallas store at 5715 West Lovers Lane, the East Dallas store at 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, and the McKinney store at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. Those are the stores that bring Neil and you together on Saturday afternoons. Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help and those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike. When you hear voices like that, these are the owners who have invested in these stores, who own the stores. This is not just some guy that a big national chain hired to be in that store. These are people who wanted to do this and wanted to be a part of their community. Linda is in Grand Prairie. Linda, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I've got a question, and it wasn't a a thought when I first started off, I had to put in a French drain on the side of my home. I used to have um, holly shrubs along there. And when they put it through, it left maybe about a foot of soil against the house and maybe a foot in front. So in front, I put a row of monkey grass. And on the back, I put some red yuccas because I thought, well, you know, it faces the western exposure and it would hold up good. Well, then I started noticing as I was driving around town, because you're seeing more and more out there, um, that these actually get a lot bigger than I thought they would. And so now I'm concerned, am I going to have root problems of it reaching down into my French drain? How deep are the are the drain tiles? Um, it goes along probably 70 or so feet along the side of the house. And I think they started at about a foot, and then it goes. Deeper, progressively deeper, sure. Um, you know, that's a wonderful question. I didn't think about the, the fact that it would have roots capable of doing that. They have very, very uh, comparatively Hi, I'm large sorry. roots. My ear, I'm sorry. Uh, which part did you hear? My ear put you on mute. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't on mute. You were. <laughs> I couldn't oh, hear okay. you for yeah, a while. Yeah, I was there. on mute. I, I muted yeah. you. Um, I, it goes um, about... Uh, and you start. They probably started about a foot or so, yeah. and then downhill from there. I'm going to say it goes at least down 18 inches, if not a little deeper, before it passes through to the front of the house. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the foot is vulnerable. Uh, uh, 18 inches would be probably reaching the range of its the the roots. So I, I wouldn't worry as much at 18 inches, but I do worry at a foot. Um, yeah. And this is directly over the French drain. Well, no, it's not. Okay, you've got a 
foot of soil behind the French drain. Then the, the rocks in the French drain run through it, and then I had 10 inches or a foot in front of which I put monkey grass. No, I got, you know, I got then, all that. And, I, yeah, and then I have a, just a divider tile that separates it from my St. Augustine grass. So there was about maybe three feet or so deep um, for that planter bed that they put the French drain through. Okay. I've gone so, on mute not because I have anything in my ear, just because I am confused. Uh, okay. how, how far is it from the, from the crown of a red yucca where it enters the ground to where the tile is? How many inches do those roots have to travel? Um, at, they would the have minimum. to, at the soonest, would be a foot. And the red yuccas was not planted on top of the French drain. It's kind of behind it. All right, it was, but it still has a foot to go at an angle, at yeah. a 45 In other words, they one. started, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. A foot okay. is too yeah. close. A foot is a too foot. close. I would be concerned about that. Okay. Just because you could get a mass of roots. They get very thick and dense, and by then it would be oh. hard to hard to move them. Have you had them there very long? I just, no, I just planted them. This I had the French drain put in what, about March, April, something like that, and I planted. They're still small, okay? All right. But, I'd, and I I'd certainly move them. I love the plant, but, but if you see yeah. a, a red yucca planting that has been in oh, the same place for six or eight years, days. you will I, see that... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I was still talking, I guess. Oh. But, but they get very dense, and their roots would be just monumentally massive to get out. Man, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't want to have, you know, several thousand dollars down the drain, literally. Yeah, um, I think so I think you... that would happen, yeah. Okay, so the monkey grass in front, front, front I know is fine, because that's not a very big plant. Do you have a recommendation of anything I can put between the house and before the French drain, or should I just plant more monkey grass around the gravel? All right. I, I'm just I'm caught up in all of these measurements and all of the angles and the hump and everything. Uh, you've you've got to have any any plant that's going to grow to any height. How tall a plant are you looking for? Well, I was just thinking like your monkey grass, your mondo grass, the little... So all you, you know, need is something that gets a foot tall? Well, or just something just so it just doesn't look blah, you know, just a bunch I, of... Okay, but but height, i, yeah. I got to have some facts. You, you need something a foot tall? Well, if I can get some height, that would be great. I would like something that is low maintenance. Okay, low, okay. Low water usage. Linda, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest... Um, that you take photos and measurements in to either of the Callaways in uh, in Arlington, the North or South okay. Callaway stores, and ask for their call when their their manager will be in the store. Their managers uh -huh. will be certified or maybe even master certified nursery professionals. Those are both long term stores, and and ask for a time when they'll have some time to spend with you. They'll have time now. They're not very busy. And let uh -huh. them show you. It might be better to wait another two or three weeks until they restock for fall. But let them show you some things that would work. But you okay. need a Texas certified or master certified nursery professional to interpret your, your photos. My, I'm going to have to go out into the hall and reassemble my brain before I can take another <laughs> call. It, this, I, I had too much stuff put into it all of a sudden here. These distances, uh, uh, one photo would do it. But I, you know, uh -huh. on a phone call, it's just impossible. Well, no, you waited forever to get help, uh -huh. and I didn't. I let you down. I wish my Facebook page were operational. Facebook changes the changes the formatting in June, and I can't oh, no. can't figure out how to how to get po uh, photos po uh, posted there. But uh, you know, as soon as you get anything of any height, you have to know that the roots are going to go down that far as well, and that's going to correct. That's that's, that's going to be your problem. I understand and, and the importance of a French small. drain. See, and I put small yuccas in there and split them out. But then when I saw around town how big and how dense these got, I thought, oh, yeah. no, this may not work. I mean, I was thinking I was putting something in, let's say, like a gladiola bowl that would always just stay small. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, but they're 
good yeah. for two months. It wouldn't look like anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I know. I but think in other words, I thought it would the be other the plant. other option you would have would be to use annuals, put an annual flower bed in, and and get some some height out of annuals. Uh, you might try salvia gregi. I don't think it would be a problem. I don't think it would get down. Uh, at least, at least at 15 inches, I don't believe it would be a problem. At a foot, it might get into that. That's just not very deep. But anyway, let let them help okay. you and and see what you have. That's going to be the okay. best bet. Somebody needs to see this to be able to understand it better. Yeah. Well, I, like this I said, one's on me. This one is concern. on me. Yeah, it became a big concern because sure. you know. I think that's wise. I got to move. Is all new to me, but thank yeah. you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't serve you very well, and I, but I did try. I promise you. Thank you. All right, we need our little garden tip, and and we'll get that going. Neil in Dallas, Michelle in Cooper. This is a two Cooper day. Is that? Let's see. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. That was today. It was. Yep, that was today. Uh, that was this program. I have another program I do in the mornings, and I thought maybe that call came in this morning. Uh, I'll tell you about Callaway's right now. And so I'll just tell you about Callaway's. They have Texas certified and master certified nursery professionals at every one of their 19 or 20, I've lost count there, stores in the Metroplex and the, and the several they have in Houston under the Cornelius name. This is a great place. I got some beautiful shrubs at Callaway's day before yesterday. I filled up a pickup bed with shrubs. Shrubs! Shrubs are back! Hey, hooray! At Callaway's. They don't want me to do an ad on shrubs. They want me to do an ad on something else, and I'll do that. But I just was so excited. I told John Peters and and uh, and others. I'm just going to brag about you folks because it is fun to be back in the nursery. It is so easy and fun to fill your flower beds and your pickup and your containers with summer color from Callaway's. They have full lush six-inch plants of your favorites including Cora, XDR, Vinca, Purslane, Lantana, and many more that will provide bright, long-lasting color. These big plants will immediately transform your landscape with their heat-loving blooms and refreshing bursts of yellow and orange and purple and pink. For the best selection, visit your community's Callaway's Nursery today to get your collection. Their select six-inch summer bloomers, the regular price $5.99, are now $4.98 each. They have everything you need to give your garden a fresh pop of color. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best flowers, edibles, trees, and shrubs, all backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. So try something new. While you're in the store, be sure to talk to one of their Texas certified nursery professionals. Hey, did I just tell you that? You bet I did. You'll get expert gardening advice and tips. Visit their breezy open-air store near you or order online and enjoy their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Go to Callaways.com to find a location near you. Visit their newest Dallas locations on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. Open seven days a week from 9 until 6. Callaways Nursery. That's life lived beautifully. Callaways. Callaways.com. When you wake up. Crisis at the border. When you work. Reopening our economy. When you drive home. This escalation of violence. What's happening right now. All day. Update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible. On Real News and Information. 570 KLIF. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email Thursdays right after 6 p.m. You'll always have a featured plant of the week. You'll always have a featured question of the week. And you'll always have gardening this weekend where I point out the most timely tasks for that weekend. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You can see what it looks like by going to my website, neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it, and that's where you can buy my latest book as well, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. But that's also where you can see uh, the uh, the sign-up page for Neil Sperry's eGardens. I'll be looking for you. I hope you'll sign up now. That's at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Click on the eGardens tab. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. I thought we might discuss common sense and safety in gardening. Goodness knows we all could use it. Avoid plants that might hurt. Sharp-pointed leaves come to mind first. 
teach your children not to graze in the landscape. Warn them ahead of time that some of our most common and popular landscape plants like oak acorns, flower bulbs, holly berries, azaleas, and Carolina jessamine blooms can be poisonous. Plan for safe playing areas. Build patios, walks, and steps carefully so they're safe. Light up the night. Landscape lighting is not only beautiful, but it adds to the safety. Fences perform multiple functions. They secure your property and they keep kids and pets where you want them. Learn to recognize stinging insects and point them out to your children. Use power tools sensibly and be extremely careful when you're cleaning your gutters. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, let me tell you about my website. You just kind of heard about it there at neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my latest book, Lone Star Gardening. It's where you do sign up for eGardens. It's also where you can see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. And there's information that I just leave archived there on Rose Rosette Virus. A lot of information at neilsperry.com. I hope you'll go there, prowl around a little bit, take a look. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Dot com. At the top in 30 minutes past the hour, we get to the bottom. Here's the bottom line of today's top stories. Excessive heat. Russian border wall. Our economy. Families are paying more for top of mind awareness. Real news and information 570 KLIF. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. They're also the people who sponsor this entire program. Not just the first hour, not just this hour, the whole program. And this is the place where you can go to find a great deal on Ace Basic Pleated Air Filters. Buy two, get one free, mix or match. They're electrostatically charged to trap more particles. Designed to trap particles down to one micron, 85% Effective at capturing large allergens. High efficiency. They trap particles such as pollen, plant spores, lint, pet hair, and household dust. That's the, uh, that's the deal. You buy two, you get one free. Mix or match. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. There are 30 of them that sponsored the program. You'll find a great deal on Ace Basic Pleated Air Filters. Ace stores parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, as I pointed out a few moments ago. You're getting help from people you already know. Your neighbors. Local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. No matter where you are or what you're working on, Ace will help you every step of the way. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I'm Dan Meyer from Sline Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan. As I have said, almost every time that that uh, rejoinder has aired since we were in his store, that is one of the nicest stores you'll ever go in, the uh, Ace Hardware in Salina. Nice job, Dan. Nice job. And he just stands quietly there and smiles when you tell him that. It's really cool. Let's go to Neil in Dallas. Neil, this is Neil. How can I help you? Hey, Neil. I thank you so much for taking the call. I really appreciate it. Um I was listening to the the ad before you took my call, and you were saying that the nurseries are getting a lot of shrubs in, and you're right, because I was at a local nursery, and I was like, these were not here two months ago. (laughs) No, no. And so with that being said, I just couldn't resist picking up this Texas Stage Silverado. I saw it there, and I tried to walk out the nursery. I really did, but I Mm -hmm. said, no. This is coming home with me. So I hadn't planted it yet because I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just wondering what you thought about this Texas Sage Silverado. You bought one, you say? I bought two. Bought two. It's a very pretty plant. It, uh, I, I've always loved Texas Sage. Um, I grew up in College Station where they are not native by any measure. I traveled with my dad. He did herbicide research for Texas A&M, weed killer research. And his research work took us frequently to southwest Texas, out uh, toward uh, Uvalde and Lakey and, and Del Rio, and, and they are native there. And, and we'd, I'd see them growing on 
uh, hillsides and and if it happened to rain while we were out there a day later two days later they'd be just beautiful it was uh, almost magical to see that happen um, and I'd dig one up small one and take it home and grow it and it, they did all right the problem with college station is the soils are very heavy and the and the rainfall is quite high and they don't like either one of those uh, and so from that I've learned that when we use them here uh, we have to plant them in areas where they'll have full sun, uh, very good drainage, and we have to be ready to protect them if it gets extremely cold. They were just blasted by the cold this past winter. Uh, mm. of the, if, if you took 100 of them that were in landscapes last winter, probably uh, 90 of them were uh, damaged, and probably uh, of the 90, probably 60 were killed and and the other 30 were damaged, and then 10 out of the 100 probably came through in, in pretty good shape. But that was a 100-year cold spell, so we don't landscape to that. We we go back and replant with, if, if it was a good shrub to start with, which that one is, then you replant with a, a couple uh, and, and don't worry about it. You just don't do a whole yard in it. You know, there, there are people who planted 50, and, and that's overdoing it. No, I think you'll be fine. Just plant, it, plant them where they have full sun and just ideal drainage. Okay, I can definitely do that. I love the texture. It's a lot. It's different. And let Pastor Tommy know that I did put a mockingbird feeder up last week, and I had my very first mockingbird yesterday evening. Hummingbird? Uh-huh. Hummingbird? Hummingbird, yes. Good hummingbird. deal. Good, good for um, you. He's, the very first one, and I, I didn't have my camera ready, but I said I hope he'll come back, and he oh, came he back, and I was able to to record it. So good for you. That's cool. Tommy will be really pleased. That's great news. Right. Thank you, Neil. Have a great evening. Thanks so much. All right, let's go to Michelle in Cooper. Michelle, this is Neil. Thanks for calling. Hi, Neil. Hi there. Um, yeah, I was wanting to plant a garden in the fall, and this is my first garden, and I was wanting to know what um, I should plant in the fall garden. All right. Uh, let me, you can plant almost anything in a fall garden that you plant in the spring. Um, there might be a couple of exceptions, but, but most things will do well. Timing is the critical thing, Michelle, and you are very, very late now for planting a fall garden. The the term fall garden is kind of a misnomer because, for example, tomatoes get planted about the 1st of July. Pumpkins are planted about that same time, and even then you start with small or mid-sized varieties. You don't plant the big ones. Peppers are planted mid-July. 1st of August you plant uh, potatoes. Uh, You have to... Hopefully you have some left over, um, or you can find some maybe that are, are seed potatoes that have not been sprayed with a growth retardant. First of August, you plant squash, summer squash, uh, cucumbers, beans, green beans, bush beans. Um, Mid-August, you plant broccoli and cabbage, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. And uh, then toward the end of August, now, you would be planting leafy and root crops like carrots and and um, uh, beets and lettuce and spinach and things of that sort. Okay. Um, thank you. You bet. It's it's critical that you get these in on time because you, you have to know that where you are, your first freeze is likely to happen uh, as early as late October and certainly by the middle of November, and you have to you have to time back from that to allow yourself plenty of time to to harvest. And uh, when people start planting in in September, thinking well, fall's about here, uh, they don't allow enough time, and and they they are disappointed when things are just beginning to produce, and and that first freeze catches them. Last uh, year, uh, ten months ago, we had our first freeze in late October. And uh, so that was a very early first freeze. So that's that's why I always make that precaution. Thank you for the call very, very much. Uh, folks, let me tell you about my book, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing. It is your go-to gardening reference. And the way that you can get it, and everything I just gave her, is in two places in the book. One place is in the calendar of things to do. It will tell you, uh, and, and this will vary depending on where you are in Texas. Uh, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro, 
Metroplex, those times that I just gave Michelle would be reflected in the calendar of things you do in, in February or, or March or uh, then for the fall garden in, in the summer and early fall. Uh, if deep south Texas, it'll be a different set of dates. And, and I tell you that month by month. So it's written for every county in the state of Texas. The uh, calendar, Chapter 2, is 48 pages in length telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. Chapter 1, going backwards in, in my list of chapters, Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas, what you have to know to get started. That deals with soil preparation for various things that you might be growing, deals with the hardiness zone map and and why I think the 1990 map is more accurate than the 2012 map. Um and and boy, did that get proved this this past February, and uh, uh, the soils of Texas, et cetera, et cetera. And then chapters three through eleven are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in there. Three hundred forty-four pages, eight hundred forty photos, and only thirty-six dollars and ninety-five cents. I'll sign your copy as soon as it's bought. And we'll get it in the mail. They're all in my garage, and my signing table is up, and my arms rested and ready. And we'll get them boxed and put in the mail first thing this week. So that's the way you do it. It's not in stores and not on Amazon. It's available only from my website or only by calling my office Monday through Friday. Phone number of the office, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-G-R-O-W. Don't ever spell a word with an O in it. People don't know whether it's an O or a zero. It's 800-752-4769. But the better way is uh, by ordering it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. With the hot, dry weather we have had, it is highly possible that sometime in the next few weeks you're going to begin to feel the effects of the... uh, uh, of the of the drying soils on your foundation and you know what foundation problems act like with uh, your home you begin to see cracks in the i hope you don't let me let me preface this by saying that if you do see any of the things i'm about to talk about remember the name advanced foundation repair if the tape and bed work inside your house is beginning to have wrinkles or fail in some way and peel loose. That could be foundation problems. An advanced foundation repair can help you. They'll do a free home inspection to start with, and they'll determine if there are foundation problems. If doors and windows aren't functioning properly, they're drifting. Uh, doors, if they're drifting shut or open, or if uh, windows fail to open or shut, oh my goodness, that's when you need to call Advanced Foundation Repair. If you see cracks in the mortar joints or in uh, in the uh, grout of tile, heaven forbid, if you see bricks and stone that are cracked themselves or tile that's cracked, you need to call Advanced Foundation Repair immediately. They've been doing this for a long, long time. I've been advertising for them for 26 years. Two one four three 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 zero 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 three on the web it's foundation repairs dot com that's foundation repairs dot com it's a very useful website two one four three 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 zero 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 three it's advanced foundation repair I'm Bill Jablonowski from Jabo's Ace Hardware in Keller, Capel, and Fort Worth. We're your source for those great home improvement and lawn and garden products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Bill, very, very much. And I'm going to have time for a couple of calls if you'd like to call. Uh, I got uh, that break in earlier than I usually do. I don't know how I did that. Just a miracle, I guess. 888-787-KLIF. 
888-787-5543. I am joined right now by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett, who is a birding expert, but he also is a, 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 a preaching expert. And I promised him last week when I gave him about three seconds to tell about the church, I asked him if he'd take an IOU of time, and he said he would. And so, Tommy, tell us about the First United Methodist Church at downtown McKinney. Oh, my goodness. It's good to hear your voice, Neil. And I I just came in from a walk. It's a little cooler this weekend than last weekend. That's compared to really hot. (laughs) Compared to really hot. That's exactly right. I was was out washing my hummingbird feeders. But, yes, we are uh, open for business at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney. We have four services in our sanctuary, two in our contemporary. We have two services at our Melissa congregation, which is worshiping in their brand-new building. Uh, And we have uh, all of those services, uh, each service online from each of those three venues. And you can find all that information at sharingtheheart.org. We had a fresh start fair two weeks ago, signed up for fall Bible studies, mission groups. Uh, If you would like to connect with First Methodist, go to our website at sharingtheheart.org. Org. Uh, we're worshiping in person, online. Uh, we encourage and welcome uh, mask wearing. Uh, we're distanced pretty well, uh, trying to be as responsible as we can uh, during these COVID days. Thank you for that, Tommy, very much. Thank you for that. Um, it is a beautiful church. It is filled with beautiful music and some pretty beautiful people as well at First United Methodist Church in downtown McKean. We have been members for about 10 years now, having attended uh, services there for a lot of friends and family over the years. And our son and his wife were married there 20 years ago, and they now have uh, uh, four children, wonderful children. And and, uh, we love our church. We love our church. So thank you for all that you do. And... uh, now let's let's talk birds. You want to? Sure, certainly. I was uh, out at Wild Birds yesterday, and and uh, I don't think it's any uh, surprise to anybody who has bird feeders up. It's not a time of great activity at the bird feeders, because the birds are saying the same thing you and I did at the outset, and that is it's kind of warm out there, and uh, so. But there is a migration about to start happening, isn't there? Sure, 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 surely is. In fact, some of our songbirds have already. Uh, started the process. That's why you see a little less activity. Uh, lots of our birds right now are molting. I saw a blue jay at my feeder. Looked like a, a skeleton. Looked like something uh, out of a Tim Tim Burton movie. Uh, all, all his feathers were up. It was I didn't know you thing. watched those. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to do research wherever I can. But uh, but yes, uh, you know the the blue jays, the uh, Carolina wrens. I'm looking out my window right now and seeing there's a titmouse. Uh, I've got a uh, downy woodpecker on my feeder right now. I mean, there, there are birds out there, but not like it is during the high times. And that's because everything's getting ready. All of our migratory birds are getting ready to head south. They're molting, putting on new feathers. They're fattening up, getting ready uh, for a long flight. And some of these birds fly thousands of miles in a migration. We had a, a little bird that I hadn't seen before, and as you know, because I ask you, what is this bird? And you say, well, Neil, that thing's been in your backyard forever. You're not, you're you're much more kind than that. But then I'd look at look the bird up and say, frequent in North Texas. But anyway, we had an orange orange crowned warbler last year. Had several, a lot of them, and I looked at where those are native, and they're native away in north northwestern Canada and in Alaska, and it just. It boggles my mind to think of a little tiny bird coming that far to get down they, into they, Texas. Some of these little yeah, birds. They come, mm-hmm. come down here for the winter. In fact, I'm, I'm cleaning out my hummingbird feeders right now. The uh, uh, the ruby-throated hummingbirds are getting ready uh, here in another month or so. They will begin migrating, and they make a nonstop flight across the Gulf of Mexico from the, co- from the coast of Texas. Uh, to South America. It, it's an amazing thing, these little birds. And they, they fly without stopping. It's a stunning uh, event. And they know where they're going. They navigate. It, it's, it's one of the mysteries and great wonders of life here on Earth, of the migratory patterns of these little birds. The birds and the animals, the monarchs, going to their 20 acres or whatever that is in Mexico. It's just uh, mm-hmm. it's an incredible uh, thing. 
I've got monarchs on my Greg's Miss Tower right now. I'm looking at them out my window. Uh, they're they're starting to fill in and and uh, and and fuel up is what they're doing right now. So tell me, when you're cleaning your hummingbird feeders, it just means in preparation. It's uh, you're not certainly not putting them away. You're putting them out. You're just getting them ready for oh, yeah. the next three or four days. You you just yeah. You need you need to keep cleaning them. You just you just need to bring them in. Uh, soap and water. Just just scrub them down really good. I put a little vinegar solution, let them set for about 15 minutes in vinegar and then air dry and they're ready to fill up with another solution uh, that's four parts water to one part sugar, uh, no dye in that. And uh, they will, you know, there wasn't a wise tale you need to bring in your hummingbird feeders or the hummingbirds won't go south. Uh, that's fiction, of course. Hummingbirds are smarter than that. <laughs> they go south when it's time. So uh, you just keep putting your hummingbird feeders out until hummingbirds don't come by anymore. Tommy, what is your uh, bird seed of choice when you get ready to feed the uh, the, the songbirds? Oh, you know, I buy the choice mix uh, from Wild Birds. Uh, Birdie, they 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 greet me. I have a I have a running account with them, uh, <laughs> but I, I use I use the choice mix. But I also uh, I buy the uh, cylinders with the uh, with the mealworms and, the, and the other seeds. Oh, they're fantastic! Our my uh, uh, woodpeckers love that. Also, yes. put peanuts. I've got a peanut feeder, and the blue jays just love that as well. Um, so, they yeah. queue up like cab drivers at uh, at the airport. It's really fun to watch the Blue Jays. We had yeah. something happen at our at our peanut feeder this week that I, I really enjoyed. It was a nut hatch. Uh, they always hang upside down. He was working, working, working on a peanut, and I thought he was probably just pecking at it to get into it to eat it right there. But finally, the thing came loose, and off he flew with his peanut, never to be seen again. I mean, he he went a long ways away with that peanut. He was mighty proud of himself. That was just that's fun because they normally are not at the peanut feeders. They're, they're you know it's kind of oversized, but but he was he was proud. Well, yes, it's a, it's a, a wonderful. I've got a white-breasted nut hatch at my uh, feeder this week. Uh, yeah, it's it, those are fun birds to watch. Always upside down, just amazing. Yeah, and they come down so quickly down the trunk of the tree. It, it really is uh-huh. fun. All right, so it's First United Methodist Church downtown McKinney and sharingtheheart dot org. And maybe it's just because I've been to the website uh, several times a week, but. As soon as I put sharing, it says, you want the heart.org? I said, yeah, that's good. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah my, that's so good. My computer. Tommy, that's I so appreciate great. you. And, and, and drive out to uh, Melissa. Our coffee shop is open in our new church in Melissa uh, every morning from about 630 to about 1030. So if you're out running around, stop by and get a cup of coffee for a good cause. How fun that is. That's great. Thank you for all you do, Tommy. Take care. God bless you, Neil. See you tomorrow. All right. Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, and my appreciation for all that he does to share birding tips as well. Folks, I've enjoyed this very much. I'll be with you tomorrow morning on WBAP Sister Station, 820 a.m. on the a.m. dial. And uh, that's from 8 until 10 a.m. Thanks for listening. Mike Bass, great job. Happy gardening.